0: chapter 3, and this is one of those passages that's just a little, not a little, it's uh, uh, extremely descriptive of our day, but uh, it's not a positive passage. Uh, Let's just start reading in verse 1, and we're going to try to get through the first nine verses here. of 2 Timothy, chapter 3. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Now, in a day when we're supposed to accentuate the positive in all of these things, it's kind of hard to preach this passage. Yet, this is where we are and this is where we're going to pick up and we're not going to ignore it because I just read tomorrow's newspaper now, didn't I? Every story that you're going to read in tomorrow's newspaper, should you choose to read such a thing, you're going to find out about people who, were fit, who fit in this description. It says that perilous times are coming. Now, let's put this in the context very quickly of the last few verses here of chapter 2. It's giving instruction to Timothy as a servant of the Lord, as the preacher. He said, listen, you're going to be dealing with people who are opposing themselves. Um, The greatest reason we have so much what we would call emotional uh disease and, and uh, psychological problems today is because people cannot stop fighting with themselves. Now, Joe, do you need some help back there? Okay. People are... Have you ever... How many of you have fought with yourself? Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Uh, you know... Cut bait fish, cut bait fish, uh, uh, that's an old fisherman's story. Uh, But listen, you're sitting there and if you're arguing with yourself, if you're going back and forth trying to figure out, if you're not at peace in your own heart, how can you help anyone else? You can't. That's why it is so important, no matter what is going on around you, you have got to maintain your personal relationship with God. Now, there will be times... When you just cannot sit down and spend your three hours in Bible reading and prayer every day like you would like to, that's a wonderful thought. You ought to, you must spend some time with the Lord to maintain that relationship. But I'll tell you, there are many times where you're going to have to learn to pray on your feet while you're walking, while you're doing things, while things are going on around you. But Look at this last verse, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his, at the devil's will. Now, that's not a pleasant thought. And he's telling Timothy, you're going to be dealing with people who are going to be opposing themselves who are going to be taken captive, taken snared in the devil's snare, at the devil's will, this know also. I mean, Paul was just one of those positive people, was he not? He said, this know also that even though you're dealing with all of that, perilous times shall come. It's going to get worse, Mr. Timothy. It's not getting better. He said, there is time that is going to come and the only way to describe them as perilous now the idea of peril means danger it means danger of injury danger of harm and it says in these last days we are going to live in perilous times now here's the reason in fact in the Uh, inner city missions class we spent quite a bit of time on this very thing today we are dealing with a deficit of human character we are dealing with people who have no understanding what the difference is between right and wrong I mean our first president George Washington I cannot tell a lie President Richard Nixon, I can't tell the truth. You know what's coming next. President Bill Clinton, I can't tell the difference. Uh, And that really describes what's going on in our day, does it not? Somebody said they ought to give give him a lie detector test. I said it wouldn't do any good. When you think you're telling the truth, even though you know you're telling a lie, you still pass the test. And so, it says that men are going to be the problem. And every lady in our group ought to say, Amen! Uh Uh, Men are going to be the problem. It says here, the first, they're going to be lovers of their own selves. I'll tell you what, I didn't get married so I could go spend an evening with the guys playing basketball. I got married so I could spend time with my wife. Amen? Uh, But there are people that, I have to have my time. Well, look, it says here, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. I mean, we we have to fight against ourself, our nature. But when you're in love with yourself, you got problems. I don't know. Uh, I don't recommend listening to country music. But uh, when I was a kid, one of these guys just wanting to make headlines and sell records. Uh, wrote a song, To Know Me is to Love Me. And he says, How can you not like me when I'm nearly perfect in every way? And he sang this stupid song uh, about all how wonderful he was. But what he was really doing was he was reflecting what he was hearing everywhere he went. You ever met somebody that's just been in love with themselves? Oh, my. But let me tell you, if you try to crack the picture, you're the one that's going to be put in danger. Don't get in between someone who is in love with themselves. Amen? Don't try to get them out of that. That, is, that, is a, that happens after you're taken snare of the devil at his will. Look what the next one is, covetous. Why? I don't think we've ever lived in a day where there are not more things that you can want. I mean, we got a thing that does everything. And it's got to be just the right kind of thing. And it's got to look the right way. But I mean, we live in a world that is full of things. And what's covetousness? wanting things. And the Bible says that this is going to be what is going to bring us into perilous times. I mean, I'm glad that crime is down in New York City, but there used to be a day when you could not just walk openly down the streets without being accosted in in several neighborhoods because somebody wanted what you had. Boasters. Oh my. Now I hope nobody here watches WWF. If you do, there's an altar here where you can repent and get right with God. That that is that wrestling stuff that they call. Every once in a while you'll see the pictures of those Big ugly people. I mean, when I was a kid, it was funny. Today, it's pathetic. It's, it's just beyond any sense. But I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said, uh, what it said? It said, My kid can beat up your honor roll student. Now, can you imagine somebody putting that bumper sticker on their car? You know, you've seen those one. My child is an honor roll student in such and such a school. And, and so this guy just said, my kid can beat up your honor roll. I mean, boasters. Always talking about themselves. Proud. Say, is not proud, well, it, somebody said, it isn't boasting if it's true. Wrong. But proud is more than boasting. Proud comes pride comes from the heart. It's the greatest sin in the Bible. Pride is thinking you have the answer. What are they saying about this spill in the Gulf? Well, BP better get the job done. Well, let me tell you, they have the answers. This thing could have been taken care of a long time ago. You can't tell me that they can't stop this thing. I heard one guy say, we could stop that leak in five minutes. All we got to do is drop a very small nuclear device right to the bottom and detonate it, and it would turn the bottom of the ocean into glass and seal it, and that would be the end of the leak. But you know what? There are people that won't let us do that it can be taken care of and there's equipment that will solve the problem in fact our our wonderful government turned away help from uh, the dutch government which would have sent oil skimmers they could have taken care of 60 70% of that spill by now why because they're they're just proud we'll take care of it we have the answer Let me tell you something. God has the answers. Amen. I don't think we live in a day when there's not... I don't think there's been a day in the history of mankind when there's not been more blasphemers than today. I even catch Christians doing it. Oh, my God. That's blasphemy. Don't do that. People use Jesus' name in a way... It's not his fault. It's your fault. Some of you remember old Carson Hall came up came here and preached a while back and he said he was just he worked in a steel mill and there in Cleveland, the very rough people and he said uh, they was always cursing Jesus name he said, I got thinking about that. And he said, I just started putting the Pope's name in there. He said, why are you saying that? He said, well, you're going to curse my God. I'm going to curse yours. And uh, he said, that got the problem fixed real quick. Listen, blasphemers. Now, I want you to notice where this next one comes in. We have lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Do you think disobedient to parents belongs here in the list? Yes, I do. Because all of these things are characteristics of children who disobey their parents. By the way, you don't have to be under the age of 18 to qualify for this thing. Somebody said the other day, when do you become an adult? Well, when you can pay your own way, that's a pretty good start now, isn't it? Uh, when, when, When you can make your own decisions. Listen, disobedient to parents. This is one of the cornerstones of Western civilization right here. It's not that false, ridiculous honor that is in the Eastern culture where you worship the spirits of the dead. You know what? It's easy to worship the spirit of your great-great-grandfather who died because he's not there to tell you what to do. But it's awful hard to surrender your will to someone else. This is why God gave parents. He wants to teach us to surrender our will and our ideas to others. And by the way, I think I can speak on this. Parents aren't perfect. I didn't get an amen from my children, but Stephen, you need to sit up. Parents aren't perfect. But you obey them anyway. You respect them for who they are. And by the way, parents, if you teach your children to respect you, they'll have a whole lot easier time respecting the police officer on the corner. Why do you think we have so much disrespect for police officers in the very neighborhoods where we have broken families, the most of them? If you haven't learned to respect and reverence your father, you won't do it to the police officer. We have children killed every year in New York City because they refuse To listen to the commands that the police officer gives. Praise God, it's not many. But there are some every year think they can point a toy gun at a police officer and get away with it. Disobedient to parents. You want to prepare for life, children. You want to become an adult. The best way you can do that is obey your parents. Amen, parents? This next one is unbelievable. Unthankful. Did I get an amen from Joey back there? Oh, from Peter. All right. Yes. Unthankful. You read Romans chapter 1. The first thing, the first step. To degradation and reprobation Is being unthankful Being unthankful is telling God he made a mistake There's just no other way to put it You must be thankful Unholy Unthankful people Put other people in peril Unholy these are people who refuse the bounds of God's holiness. God has set up some pretty strict confines in what He considers holy. Amen? And when people disregard that, I mean, we could, we could just simply talk about all the unholiness and things that it brings. Disease and destruction and... And all of them, just simply because we're unholy. Why is divorce so rampant today? Because people aren't thankful. I've told couples you you got a problem with that husband of yours, you got a problem with that wife of yours. Sit down and write down five things that you can be thankful about that person. I had one person look at me and say Five? You want me to write down five things? I said, that's the problem! Look, this next one. Without natural affection. I mean, I could tell you horror stories to illustrate this. But natural affection... What is the great commandment when the lawyer asked Jesus the two great commandments? Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, all thy soul, and with all thy might, and thy neighbor as thyself. Those are the two great commandments. Without natural affection, we love the wrong things. Truce breakers. We used to call them communists. If you go back a little way, the American government's broken some truces as well. When you give your word, that ought to be the end of the conversation. Remember back to the Sermon on the Mount? This is one of the great sins. Your word ought to mean something. False accusers. I can't read that word and list that thing and not think about all the danger our country was put in because of people accusing our former President Bush of everything under the sun. Just false accusers. And by the way, what happens when you have a false accusation? We have Congress running investigations for years and not doing the work that Congress was supposed to do. That puts us in danger. incontinent that does not mean that you need depends I'm sorry the word incontinent has come on to take a very different meaning than it meant when the bible was written in fact if you're wondering what depends are there adult diapers alright um, incontinent means without self control The it's interesting that fierce is the next one. They tell the story that on D-Day, when our troops invaded Fortress Europe, that night Hitler had gone into a tirade against one of his generals and had taken a sleeping pill and said, don't disturb me. Well, as the sun came up the next morning, so did the American troops. And they refused to wake him up to get his permission to send the panzers in, which would have changed the course of the history. You see, this idea of being fierce and having no self control go hand in hand, do they not? How many times have you heard? Oh, you can't you can't do that. You'll upset them. Don't don't upset me. I might do something. I've had people say that. <laughs> I go. Give me a break. Don't you upset me. Yeah, go get a life, dude. If you think you can take that, you yeah, good night. Let's go on. But that fierceness, I'm gonna Uh, Well, come on. Give me a break. You're not going to do nothing. How about this next one? Despisers of those that are good. Do we not live in a day when if you live righteously, you are despised? Traitors. People who betray. There are people who betray their company. There are people who betray their country. There are people who betray their churches. We have men working, and they call, call themselves men of the cloth. Uh, and I guess they are, because they're certainly not men of the book. And they subvert entire groups of quote-unquote Christians. The Archbishop of Canterbury is okay with anybody and anything except someone who believes the Bible he was the one that was so outrageous that said there's no contradiction between the Sharia law of the Muslims and God's law in the Bible now we had a we have a word for that it's called idiot Uh, that is someone whose IQ is below 60 60 by the way, our plants come pretty close to that. Uh, this, this is a man who is a traitor to the truth. Heady. We live in a world where people want to control the amount of trans fats and salts in your diet. They want to control the words you say and how you say them because you're not allowed to offend other people. But when is the last time anyone has complained and been heard when you offend the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of heaven? High-minded. I'll tell you, we've got people that heads are so high in the clouds... They understand all of the deep secrets. But it better not rain because they'll drown. Amen? Does anybody remember that one? Their nose is stuck so high in the air that if it rains, they'll drown. I mean, that's what being high-minded is. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. People say, I, I'd rather... I'd rather have my sin than serve God. This is the most dangerous one, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. I can't tell you how many people over the years, but I'm a Christian, but I love God. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. If you're not keeping my commandments, do not deceive yourself. And yet this is the new Christianity of our day. This is the purpose-driven Christianity of Rick Warren and the entertainment-based, seeker-sensitive of Bill Hybels and all of these guys. They have a form of godliness. Looks good. They got people showing up. They pay the bills. They build big buildings. They do all kinds of things. But there's no power because there's nothing to stop them from living in sin. Paul says, from such, turn away. We have this idea that the church is a reformatory. We'll bring people in that have all these problems, and they'll be around us, and they'll get straightened out. No. What happens is you bring all these people into the church, and the church becomes just like all these people. Only God can straighten out these problems. And it goes on, it says, "But they sh-, in verse 9, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses. Now I tried to figure out who those were, and I looked up in the commentaries, and the only thing I could find out was this was the traditional names that the Jewish uh, people had given the chief magicians under Pharaoh. When Moses went in, it was Janus and Jambres, who were the main people that turned their own water into blood and turned their own rods into snakes and did the things that uh, Moses did and mimicked the miracles that God gave Moses. Now, that's one thing the devil always loves to do. He loves to imitate the miracles that God does. But here's what it says... So, do these also resist the truth? Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. That's why I'm not a big proponent of AA. I'm glad for every person that stopped drinking. But I'll tell you what if you substitute a higher power for the God of this book called the Bible, you're not saved. And I've dealt with some of these people, and they, I don't need that. I, I'm, I'm dry. I'm not drinking. I'm clean. Wrong. You've got to have the Savior. Now, look at verse 9. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Listen, we live in perilous times. We live in the last days of the last days. I've just described Joe Sixpack. I've just described the average person that walks the streets of New York City by going down through this list. This is the time in which we live, is it not? Now, nowhere does he tell Timothy, go out there and fight against these things. He says, you live for God. You've got to understand, these people are only going to get so far. Don't get in their way. Give the gospel to everyone who's willing to receive it, yes. But you're not going to straighten out the world. You've got to go back to the end of chapter 2 in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. You've got to serve God and be faithful and realize that all this sin around us will have an end. That's the encouraging part. That's the only encouraging part. But we do live in perilous days. If you don't recognize this, you will get yourself into deep, deep trouble. Understand that this list that Paul gives us here is the reason we live in dangerous, in perilous times. You are in peril today. We have um, people, I, I think there's been half a dozen or so people already this year that have been drowned because of swimming in the riptides and the rip currents around uh, this area here. And you don't have to be in very deep water. But one of those currents can just come through and literally, just as if someone had tied a rope and drug you out to sea. If you know the peril, you can be safe. Amen? If you don't, you drown. Paul was telling Timothy, know the peril. This is a day in which you live. If you don't protect yourself, if you're not aware of the danger, you're going to be destroyed. All God's people said, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we've come through a, a difficult passage. We've come through one that's not very flattering and one that certainly uh, little encouragement here yet. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes to see the peril in which we live. Lord, you would give us your grace and your ability to be your servant in these last days. In Jesus' name we pray. And before